Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Hello everybody, thank you very much for joining me for this latest ITAM Review Podcast. I'm Rich Gibbons from the ITAM Review and joining me today, I've got two special guests from Deloitte. I'm joined today by Diedrich van der Seper and Wouter de Kooning. And they are here today to talk about Cloud FinOps and all the wonderful things that, that means for us all in the world of ITAM. So I'm going to ask them both to introduce themselves so you know who's with us today. And then we'll get started looking at FinOps. So over to you. Thank you, uh, Rich, for having us. Uh, as you said, my name is Diederik van der Seepe, partner at uh, Deloitte and responsible for the item, IT asset management services that we uh, deliver. Uh, I'm already active in the field of IT related services for about 20 years. IT asset management as a focus and uh, recently Cloud FinOps became part of that as well. Hello, hello, uh, and I'm Walter Goenink, uh, senior manager at Deloitte, um, and been uh, been born and raised in, in in software and IT asset management ever since joining Deloitte over ten years ago, um, with uh, with a keen interest in in cloud since uh, since a few years and and the impact it has on, on managing your IT assets and uh, and keeping keeping uh, spent under control. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining me, and it definitely sounds like. We've got the right people um, to, to talk about Cloud FinOps and, and ITAM. Uh, I think between us, it sounds like we've probably got approaching 50 years of uh, IT and, and software experience. So that should should stand us in good stead for this conversation. Um, so for, the, for those of you that are joining us, you know, listening to this, uh, FinOps is something which you, there's a kind of a spectrum. Some of you might not have heard about it at all. Some of you might be you know, absolute 100% experts. You've been doing it day in and day out for years. And most of you will be somewhere in between those two points. You know, you've heard of it, but you don't quite know what it is, or you know what it is, but you don't really know how it applies to ITAM. And the idea of this podcast today is to, to answer some of those questions, fill in some of those gaps, and um, hopefully you know, leave you with a, a good understanding of FinOps and how you as an IT asset manager, software asset manager, um, can use it to your advantage in your career as we go through towards you know, 2023 and onwards. And with that, I think probably the, the best place to start is putting the question out there, what is, FinOps, and um, I will I will leave it up to up to you. You can choose who starts with that one, but I think that's a good place for us to begin. Yeah, I think that's a great place. Um, and and let me try to give it a go. Um, because I've been uh, I've been trying to explain this uh quite some uh, to quite some people in the past <laughs> few years. I think you uh, you've probably been trying to do the same. So uh, let's see where uh, where I got at uh, in the meantime. Um, so so cloud FinOps sometimes also called cloud financial management, 
um, is the financial operating model of cloud, um, which provides uh, a set of best practices, tools, technology, and handles to monitor your cloud usage and spend. Uh, we're talking about who is using cloud, for what purposes, when do we decide to use cloud, uh, and next to that also optimize uh, the costs of cloud. Think about leveraging reservations, optimizing rates, uh, or even using bring your own licenses uh, to bring down the cost of cloud. And all of this while aligning and interacting with business, finance, and engineering teams within your organization. And I think that last piece about the collaboration internally is probably key to, to the success of Cloud FinOps uh, and, and achieving the benefits that Cloud FinOps can bring, which are um, getting a control over your cloud costs, um, efficiently using cloud investments and then maximizing the value you get from, from other cloud investments. How did that sound? I like that. Um, yeah, I think, as you said at the start, yeah, I, I've been trying to explain this to people for for a while as well. Um, and I think that covered off pretty much all, all the main points. I think, you know, for us at ITAM Review, we try and line it up with stakeholder engagement quite quite a lot which you know your final point there ties in you know perfectly with um so yeah i think that was a good a good overview um and, and i think that sets the scene quite nicely you know that it is cloud focused um and you know we'll we'll cover as we go through the this conversation some of the differences in different types of cloud etc um but i certainly see this as you know it asset managers have been you know doing itam for for many years on premises um and then finops is you know, a kind of an evolution um of that going into the cloud um so so that's what finops is um, and then I, I suppose the, you know, you, you sort of covered off, you know, who and why for, for cloud FinOps as well. Um, so, so what would you say in a nutshell, you know, what are some of the key benefits of, of doing some of those things that, that you just mentioned? Um, I think there's, there's a few things that are, are, are very important um, and, and are tools that um, that a lot of different people um, within the organization then can start using, um, starting with that increased visibility inside and understanding of your cloud bill. Uh, I think there's a lot of people within the organization that uh, at this point don't have the necessary insights into uh, what costs of cloud um, there are, um, how those, those costs are evolving. So those insights, it's, it's very important information for, for different personas, different people in the organization. Uh, we're talking not only uh, the CIO or CTO, not only the CFO, but also product owners, also engineers uh, need that insight to make, uh, to make decisions. Um, secondly, it's, 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 it's about controlling costs, right? But then again, um, it's, it's not really about saving money. It's about maximizing the value you get for every, every dollar, every euro, every, uh, uh, all the money you invest in cloud. Because if you can save money uh, somewhere uh, that you were, were uh, 
were not um, investing efficiently or not using efficiently, that probably uh, gives the opportunity to, to, to start new projects and to start with innovation, to, to accelerate innovation somewhere else. I think those, those are important parts of, um, of what Cloud FinOps can bring you. Um, and then finally, really getting the tools and handles to, to align IT business and finance um, so that you uh, can increase revenue, increase your bottom line. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I'd like to add something uh, to that, uh, Rich. So if you take one step back, uh, you see all these cloud transformations going on uh, at, at this point in time. And uh, indeed, like Wouter rightfully said, uh, Cloud FinOps, it's about cost, but not only about cost reduction, and it's about maximizing the value. And why is that uh, really important? Because uh, there is an impact on cost, obviously, uh, but, but with cloud, there's also an impact on your people and uh, they have to work uh, in another way. There is change involved. And the cloud transformation itself, it's not purely a technological uh, thing. Uh, it's, it's closely linked to the business models of companies that are uh, changing. And those are huge transformations. And even initially, there's not always a focus on the cost itself. Uh, but once that new business model starts rolling and new revenues are made, then all of a sudden, uh, you can come in a situation where you do see that that cost is significantly increasing. And then understanding uh, whether that cost increase is still in line uh, with your business goals, that is one of the important benefits that a good cloud FinOps function can bring to your uh, organization. Because there are some actions that need to be defined, and that's where they come into play. I really like, and both of you covered this point there, this uh, concept of it's not just about, you know, making costs go down. It's about, you know, whatever you're spending, you know, making sure that it's worthwhile and being efficient. Um, and I think that is maybe something slightly different from ITAM, you know, traditional ITAM, where, where perhaps it is more focused on, you know, stopping the spend with Oracle or Microsoft or however going up. Um, and I think the one thing I've noticed with, with FinOps teams I've spoken to, they are really closely aligned to business objectives and, and they, they really understand this project in the cloud is happening because of this reason and the expected benefits are X, Y, and Z. Uh, so then you can measure success. Uh, and I think maybe that's something um, that, that as, as a, a practice, the ITAM perhaps doesn't always have that close understanding of, you know, you, you've got all this SQL or all this, uh, you know, SAP software or wh whatever it might be and truly understanding what's being done with it. And, you know, if people are adding more SQL, is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, and I, I think that that mindset is different with, with FinOps. And I think for ITAM practitioners, if they adopt that and you can apply it backwards as well, and you can start to apply it to traditional on-premises software, 
Um, and I think that will will help them everywhere. Um, so so I, I've always thought that that focus on cost efficiency is um, you know really good and really relevant for for ITAM. That's an in, in, interesting point. Now, why we're saying it, I was thinking, why doesn't an ITAM team take up that same mindset? Well, my item comment on that uh, as well, because if I look at our client portfolio, uh, then it, it's mostly related to the item maturity of uh, an organization. And you see, if you move up the scale and when they're becoming more and more mature, you do see that they're taking into account roadmaps. Uh, and roadmaps mean, okay, where is the business going how is that translated in the IT support that is needed? As so that's how you define the roadmap as well. But then for the ones that are most mature, which are actually a limited number of cases that I've seen, is where you have a transformation of the item team as well, and where they are actually focusing on translating a technology slash IT deal in something that is beneficial to the organization. And then you see that they're moving away from negotiating on unit costs of certain licenses or uh, the cost of a certain SQL. No, then they're also trying to build in, in their contract negotiations, things that might uh, leverage or might be leveraged in the future for uh, the business plans of, uh, of that organization. But yet again, uh, as I said, the number of companies that we see that reach that uh, stage of maturity uh, are not uh, that many at the moment. Ah, that's that's very interesting. So, so, so maybe then, you know, organisations that, that are adopting FinOps, if ITAM link up with them, it, it I suppose maybe it might help accelerate the ITAM maturity um for the organization but equally it sounds like you know for those people listening out there the, the more mature your organization is at itam the 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 perhaps the easier the the link up with, with finops will, will be um and I, I guess that kind of takes us into my next question and this is a question which i i've I've been asked several times and I know people are, are thinking it is, you know, FinOps, it's quite new. It's, it's a cool new thing. You know, it's appeared out of nowhere. Will FinOps replace ITAM? You know, for, for, the, for the ITAM review audience listening, you know, is it, a, is it a threat to ITAM or is it something which, you know, we can embrace and, and use to our advantage? Yeah. Uh, that's a very good question, and we hear that in the market um, as well. Short answer, I think, could be no, huh? but we believe that FinOps and, uh, and ITEM are uh, actually complementary roles or functions uh, within, uh, within an organization, and uh, they should play along to uh, get, the best, get the best results. So I don't think that ITEM will become obsolete uh, because of cloud uh, cloud finops. Now, another thing that one should think about or one could wonder about is, should it be two separate teams doing this? And I think this is more like 
a decision uh, that you make in your organization. But I can imagine uh, item teams that educate themselves uh, and get training uh, to take up all the responsibilities and that Cloud FinOps can uh, become one uh, of those new things that they're taking up. So combining it is definitely uh, yeah, a practice that we do see in the market. However, uh, I think, well, again, speaking from experience, uh, it's typically two separate teams with all the consequences that uh, that may bring. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear somebody laugh, so maybe uh, you can give uh, some explanation on that. Yeah, that, that was me laughing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, pretty much everyone that I've spoken to f from either side, you know, if I'm speaking to FinOps people or ITAM people, they are very often separate mm -hmm. and you know sometimes they don't really know what the other team does you know they they know it's something to do with software but it, they don't really they've not taken the time or not had the opportunity to to understand the the similarities between them um, and, and as you say you know then if even if they're trying to get to the same goal you have all the problems of two different people trying to do the same thing. Yeah, mm. I completely agree to that. Walter, did you want to add into that? Yeah, um, I was thinking. I was thinking in the same line as well. Um, you do see in a lot of cases that that these are two completely different teams. In most cases, are completely reporting to two completely different. Uh, different people or different personas within the organization and hence they don't really I think know or understand the benefit they can bring to each other um, I think for example when would a strong item team practice um, be very important for a cloud FinOps team there's, there's a number of examples we can give there when looking to optimize cloud costs for example leveraging available licenses uh, such as Windows Server licenses on that they're currently lying on the shelf um, via hybrid use benefit on Azure can result in significant cost savings. But if the Cloud FinOps team doesn't know those licenses are available, they'll never use those to bring down costs. The same when uh, when maybe when you when you're preparing a cloud migration transformation project. Uh, this is a, a a beautiful example of, of where the item team and the cloud FinOps team could uh, and need and, and, and would uh, work closely together to map the original on-premise environment uh, to the desired cloud setup and then calculate the number of different scenarios uh, and, uh, and, uh, and relevant costs of those scenarios uh, so that the best decision can be, can be made on, uh, on how to move forward. Yeah. Well, you're, you're actually touching uh, upon uh, a couple of very good points, um, and, and it's also there. In essence, uh, we are talking about assets, uh, uh, whether they're on-premise, whether they're in the cloud, uh, wherever they may be. Uh, it's, it's software, it's hardware, it's cloud, it's SaaS, it's, it, it, it's whatever you want to put in, um, in, that, uh, in that bucket. So if you look at it from an asset point of view, uh, and if you're going through a big cloud transformation, which is new to a lot of uh, organizations. Uh, 
item teams are affected by that because there's a big unknown. FinOps teams emerge, but there's also other functions in uh, an organization that are obviously affected uh, by that. And uh, if I look at the way how we, uh, let's say, not structure or service, but how services, sorry, but how we deliver services and the questions that we get, it's typically about, okay, what is uh, the cost reduction that I can make with item or maybe uh, FinOps? What is the contractual uh, point of view? How will I be impacted there? But also something high on the agenda nowadays is, for instance, uh, uh, what does this mean for my IT slash cyber security needs uh, in, in my teams? And then I think uh, if you look at it from an historical point of view, ITEM has always been sitting on a tremendous amount of data in which they can find certain insights. And it's actually that transition that also needs to be uh, made uh, over time. Cloud is a reality, cloud is here to stay. So the both worlds will collide somewhere and they need to make the best uh, out of that. And I think they can re-envision the task that they had in the past, combine that with FinOps. And if you have that com combination, uh, I think you will have uh, yeah, very good insights and all these kind of fields that you can share with your, uh, with your organizations. And you can provide uh, answers to uh, a lot of questions in support of your organization. So not only idea, but also cyber, but maybe also business. So answer some of those questions, but also give them insights. And hey, this is how we see things moving. And this is what the, these are the benefits, what it can bring to our organization. And if you are in that position, uh, that gives you uh, an additional, let's say, uh, I want to use the word power, uh, but that's not exactly covering what I want to say, but it gives you uh, your value that you can bring to your organization. Value, that is uh, a better word. Oh, completely agree. Um, I, I think I think you're, you're, you're totally right that, you know, focusing on, on the value that you can bring to your organization rather than you know, some, sometimes within all organizations, things become political. You know, the, you've got the ITAM team, the FinOps team, uh, you know, why are they doing this? We should be doing that or vice versa. But I think if, if people look at the value uh, and, you know, spend some time working with with their, their contemporaries to, to understand how they can add value to each other, um, I, I think that that's a big step forwards um and something you know which i've been thinking about with with itam and finops and cloud um you know one of the big problems for on-premises software has always been kind of you know software sprawl you know you're, you've got too much of it or you've got too many similar products etc and i i can see it becoming much, much, much worse in the cloud. You know, it, it's so easy to create, you know, some SQL databases, some some Cosmos DB databases, some AWS Redshift databases, uh, and so on and so on. And you know, FinOps will will look at those and and you know maybe on an individual basis they will say, yeah, this is optimized, it's working towards this project, that that's fine. 
But then I think ITAM can offer value there as well by looking across the entire estate and just saying, you know, why do we have 21 different database products in use? You know, maybe it's perfectly fine, but we should look at this. And, and, and I, I think things like that, I think that's value that ITAM can bring into the cloud world, you know, using all the techniques that, that people use on premises and just applying them to the, to the cloud world. Um, and I think that, that ties in you know, with, with what you were saying there about bringing the, the unique values of each team and bringing them together. And I also don't forget that IT, item teams already have experience with the cloud as well. And because if you look at uh, when Office 365 contracts are negotiated, often information is put forward by the item team to support that negotiation. If there is a cloud transformation, some of the on-premise software will migrate to uh, the cloud, but the contractual part remains uh, the same. So also there, uh, there's just other types of licenses coming in. Also there, uh, they are involved. So it's not that everything completely changes because uh, of the way how IT is brought or used within uh, a company. And there are different layers, uh, if I could say it like that. And you have uh, a budget, and then you have the junction where the deployment and uh, the contractual um, the contractual items that you need to take into account come together. Well, those things will not go away if you're using uh, cloud. So instead of what a lot of people initially thought like cloud will make things less complex. What do we see in reality? It's just an add-on on the complexity that was already there. So things are even getting more complex. Definitely. Yeah. None of the on-premises things have gone away. You know, it's not everything that you used to do, you still do, plus these new things. Um, and I, yeah, that, that's a really good point, actually. And I think as well, we should probably at, at this point clarify to some degree when we talk about cloud and, and cloud FinOps and, and things, that's almost entirely public cloud, infrastructure as a service cloud. So, you know, AWS, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud Platform. That it's that part of the cloud rather than SaaS cloud um, when, when it comes to FinOps. Although I would be interested to, to hear from, from you both, actually, my experiences with, with FinOps have been, as I say, you know, it's infrastructure as a service and SaaS isn't something that they focus on. Have you seen that as well, or are you seeing any changes in terms of? who would look after SaaS in, a, in an organization which has ITAM and FinOps? It's, a, it's an interesting question or topic to explore, I think. Um, and maybe looking at it from, from a different angle as well. When we're looking at some of the technology vendors, some that are focusing mostly on ITAM, some that are focusing on, on, on cloud FinOps, they both are also making steps towards that, uh, the SaaS story. 
uh, and, they're, and they're doing it sometimes from completely different angles. The one, uh, in, in one case, they'll start looking at some of the bigger uh, SaaS products where they can uh, can link up with, with some of the APIs there um, and start managing the users that, that are enabled there. Or you could look at it from a completely different angle, also, also trying to look at some, some shadow IT is, let's have a look at our all of our expenses. Uh, all of the costs we're, we're incurring here through uh, through uh, uh, employee billing this this back to us, um, and then analyzing okay which of these entries here actually correspond to a SaaS product. So it's it's being looked at from from both sides really, uh, and and it will have to be looked at from both sides. Uh, on the one hand side, we'll need to uh, we'll need to be able to manage Office three six five, Salesforce, and other products. Um, where, uh, where where user licensing is applicable um, and manage those from within the portals where it's possible to make sure that we know who is using what, uh, because that will have an impact on, uh, on the costs. On the other hand, we'll also need to look at, at shadow IT and inventorying that, uh, and then trying to, to bring that back to, okay, who is using what kind of SaaS product and, and, uh, and, and charging that back to the company and to what product uh, product or project does that correspond and, and try to bring that transparency as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I concur. Uh, I concur. So um, if you look at it, and I think I, I already said it, eh, it, it's about assets. And for me personally, it doesn't matter that you're, whether you're talking about software, hardware, cloud, SaaS, and, and, and whatever, eh, you need to manage all those components and then preferably bring that together on let's call it the reporting level where you can have a nice overview of everything that you are managing because that's the way how you can provide those insights that we discussed upon uh, earlier that's where you can actually uh, define the actions what to take if you have that overall view and then again if you need to drill down for certain specifics Okay, then you have your inventories, uh, you, you, you have a look uh, in there, you identify what is going wrong or what needs to be tweaked, you define your action and you uh, push that action into the field and then somebody will take care of it. But it's that overall view and bringing those different components together that is very important. Again, referring uh, to... Uh, a question very early in the podcast, item and FinOps, how do they interrelate? I think that is uh, part of that answer. Together, they can bring the insights based on an overall reporting because they have a view on everything when you put those two things together. Definitely, yeah. And I was just thinking while you were, you were talking then that, you know, there are more and more scenarios and i'm i'm thinking specifically within the microsoft world because that, that's where i'm i'm most comfortable you know but there are more scenarios where SaaS products also incur ias costs um so you know you buy a product you think it's a per user product but it also uses Azure resources, you know, it could be you know, Windows 365 or Power Apps Pay You Go, for example. And you know, in, in a scenario where you have an ITAM team 
who you know they're on on the on the third floor and the FinOps team are on the the seventh floor and they only see each other at you know Christmas parties. Um, those scenarios will become hard to manage, where you know the FinOps team maybe they they're trying to control the Azure cost with only half the information and they keep you know turning things off or reducing the power of virtual machines or whatever it might be um and i think you know as you were saying there if if everyone knows everything you can be more successful and and i i think that is one one of the the concerns i hear sometimes is you know people have been doing itam in an organization for for years and then finops has appeared out of nowhere and seems to be you know it's got more executive buy-in it's got more budget it's got more focus um and i think the things we're talking about now is probably a good angle for for itam to say to the business look you know you're, you're doing all this with finops and that's brilliant I, I understand the value but i also know that for you to get the most out of what you're doing with finops you need to incorporate ITAM, you need to bring us into the conversations and let us, you know, add our value in these areas that, you know, that we're discussing. Um, do you think, you know, for, for ITAM managers who maybe feel a little bit on the outside of FinOps within their organization, do you think that value angle is, is a good way for them to, to you know, approach their, their exec board? Well, I think value sums it up very well. And if you don't bring value to your organization, then you have to like, question yourself and, and, and think, what is my role in this organization? So you have to contribute something. And I think, especially in the field of item, and um, I'm looking for the right word, I think, item folks are typically looked upon as bean counters if that is the expression that i yep. use yeah and they should get rid uh, rid of that image why because yes bean counting uh, let's call it identifying deployment identifying licenses combining those that is part that score to their job but that's only one step that they need to take and what we do see, and it comes back again to maturity and the item uh, function of an organization. If the maturity is too low, it is a continuous making of ELPs and effective licensing positions per um, software vendor that you have in your portfolio, doing the checks with your contracts and then repeat that over and over again. And yes, you're covering maybe the compliance side, with that, maybe a part of uh, the cost side and the financial impact, but you're not contributing to the fullest with all the information that you're gathering while doing that. And getting those insights out of your preparation work, that's where the real value for your company lies. And you're absolutely right. Why does uh, do the FinOps teams get uh more budget because i in my view one simple reason cloud is very sexy huh? 
cloud is top priority in a lot of um, in a lot of uh, organizations. Uh, cloud is again uh, transforming about transforming their business, so it's top of mind both on the business side and on the IT side. But if something is top of mind on the business side as well, you get uh, the focus that uh, you need. So, like you said, if item can also start providing uh, good insights, and I know they can do that because uh, we have been helping companies uh, to do that, and we see item teams that are already doing that, combine it with FinOps, and you can even give better insights to your organization. And I'm pretty sure that the role of item as such can really transform in what I would call a business advising role instead of that bean counting role uh, that uh, sometimes is uh, used to describe their activities. I like that B business advisory. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. I, I can I completely agree. Um, yeah, I think that's a very good point. Yeah, I think to, to add there as well. Um, it's 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 a two-sided story. On the one hand, um, I don't think a cloud FinOps team can do their job properly without interacting and involving the item team closely. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's it, I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast as well. I think one of the key items is really the interaction between all the different teams in the organization uh, that will allow a cloud FinOps team to reach his goals of uh, optimizing cost and maximizing business value of all, all cloud investments. So um, yes, definitely, this is an opportunity for the for the item team um, to step into that business advisor role, as Diederik mentioned. Um, uh, for which there are the, the, an item team, I believe, has, has, has more opportunities than with Cloud FinOps part, right? Um, at the end of last year, we had that uh, Log4j uh, issue. Oh, that, that was also a beautiful opportunity, I felt at the moment here, item team. This is a nice way to put yourself into the picture and help the entire organization. And with Cloud FinOps, it's the same. This is a beautiful opportunity to show your value uh, and help build that cloud finance practice in the, in the organization. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I, I think, um, you know, seeing FinOps as an opportunity rather than a threat is, is probably the, the best way of, of ITAM to, to look at this. Um, you know, sometimes it's easier to say that than to do that. I, I completely understand. But it, it does, um, as you've both said, you know, FinOps, I think, presents an opportunity to modernize and revolutionize almost uh, ITAM and, and how it's perceived and, you know, how as well, if you're an ITAM professional, uh, I think it gives you an opportunity to broaden your skills and, you know, learn some new uh, new ways of doing things and you know maybe branch out to to grow as a as a professional you know learn learn new new tactics and techniques um and i i do think that it, it's a positive thing for for anyone sort of looking looking to the future um and you know the the opportunity for, for itam yeah. you know the, the on-premises work, as we said earlier, you know, it's not going away. 
Um, I mean, I, I remember reading a couple of years ago about how IBM mainframes, you know, their, their sales were actually going up uh, a, a couple of years ago. And, and, you know, to me, mainframes, if they're still around, then all the things that all the on-premises things that we're managing now will will surely still be around, you know, in 20, 30 years. So at ITAM, if, if they embrace the FinOps element, then, you know, they will be the people who cover all of an organization. You know, hybrid is, is the way forward. Most organizations will be hybrid uh, on-premises and in the cloud. And ITAM will be the, you know, the only people who, who can do both. Yeah, I think it may be, uh, fully agree with what we're saying, but maybe it's a bit dangerous to associate ITAM with on-premise um, because the entire cloud, uh, cloud service provider environments, they're hyperscalers. It's an additional data center on top of all the, the compute and virtual machines you're, you're spinning up there. We're still deploying software that still needs to be inventoried and managed. Uh, and where in a lot of cases, licenses, the classic licenses still need to be uh, uh, monitored. So um, it's an additional data center for the classic item team to really cover. That's that's a very good point, actually. And yeah, now, now that you've said it, I think I will uh, try, and, try and stop describing it like that because yeah, you, you, you do make a good point there, actually. Um, but I, I think, yeah, you know, your example earlier of hybrid use benefit with, with Microsoft, you know, that, that's a fantastic example where if a FinOps team has been, you know, brought in and created, they, they won't know that information. You know, they, they probably won't know that hybrid use is a, a thing at all, or, or even if they do, they won't have access to, you know, the, the contracts and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I, I would say, you know, for, for the listeners, identifying similar areas with, with any other vendors, you know, Oracle, IBM, uh, Microfocus, etc., you know, where you can specifically say to the FinOps team, look, you know, let, let me tell you about this. This is where I think we can, um, we can save some money, or this is where, you know, I suppose on the other side, you know, ITAM also offers the risk advisory piece around bring your own license you know if it makes if it makes sense to move some licenses into the cloud having itam involved early on to say actually you know if you do this that's against the license terms rather than what i tend to see is it, it will be at the very very end or possibly even after the project has gone live, then someone, you know, someone, ITAM find out about it and then they say, oh, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And ITAM is seen as the, you know, the, the kind of the bad guy who's turned up at the end and delayed the process or made it go over budget. And, and I think ITAM can spin that to a positive and say, look, you know, bring, bring us into these things earlier and we can help make sure projects are delivered on time and on budgets. Um, and it's not doing anything different. It's almost just using different language to, um, to, to talk to your business. Yeah, 
Absolutely, um, that that definitely resonates. Uh, I think when uh, when helping a, a client set up their cloud FinOps function, one of the things that we were um, uh, were, were were helping them with is really describing the processes of how what do you need to do when a new project starts, which includes yeah. Um, creating some scenarios about how is the is the cloud environment going to look like what what type of, of workloads or, or computer are you going to run and what are the different pricing options and that's indeed the point where uh where also the step needs to be uh, and, and was implemented all right and i'll go check with the sam team what impact on additional software uh, or what risk on additional software is there uh, what are the costs there to really get that complete picture at the beginning, as you say, and not at the end. Yeah. Well, I can add to that uh, with, with a very interesting type of project that we are looking at uh, right now at uh, a financial, big financial institution. And also, Rich, to your point, uh, the mainframe, uh, you mentioned that a couple of minutes ago. Uh, you do see uh, quite some mainframe modernization uh, journeys that are ongoing at this moment. And that is really a point where ITEM and FinOps and all these things collide uh, because they are looking at the mainframe, old robust machines, but still uh, is this the developed model uh, to be in, okay, what needs to remain on the mainframe? That's one thing. Uh, which workloads can we shift to the cloud? Okay, that's where cloud uh, comes in. Are there parts of applications that we are running there that consume uh, a lot of energy? For instance, now with all the, the talk about ESG and environmental uh, part of your IT, are there things that we can do that in a more environmental friendly way, maybe to put it as a part of a distributed environment? Again, an on-premise piece. If you bring all these pieces together, I think that also showcases I, perfectly where the role of item and FinOps, whatever you want to call it, nicely I, intertwine and where they are or should be actually involved as from the beginning to help out in the planning to determine what are the, what are the effects, to determine what can we do contractually and what should be amended in our contracts to do that and which providers uh, can we take and what are the implications on the overall uh, picture? Well, if you have that uh, storyline in mind, then I think there is a very bright future uh, for those two functions, whether they are functionally apart in a company or whether they are combined in one team or virtually combined, that there is a very bright future for those type of functions. I completely agree, and I think that's a you know a really positive note to um, to, to sound that you know FinOps isn't uh, uh, you know the end of ITAM. It's possibly the um, you know the, the start of a the next chapter or the next phase of of ITAM. And I, I think you know that example that you uh, described there. You know, I I would say to to people listening, you know the the view should be right you know i i'm i'm the itam lead in this organization my my plan you know in in three years in five years you know i will be the leader of that new function that you've just described you know which, which encompasses 
ITAM and FinOps and sustainability and, and things. I think it, it presents a, a new a career path and, and a, a new path for, for, for professional growth as well. Um, and, you know, the cloud, it's, it's still quite early. So, you know, there's, there's lots of um, new things to come that, that no one's even thought of yet. So I think it will be quite a, a dynamic, exciting world, um, you know, to uh, th that uses all the skills that you already have and, and allows you to create new ones. Um, you know, contract negotiation, you know, that, that's, I think that's perhaps a bigger part of clouds than some people realize you know you, you still need to negotiate with, with microsoft around your, your your portfolio or amazon on your aws spend etc um so you can use all that but then add in new uh, new skills as well so i think that's quite a as i say quite a positive way to to start to to, to wrap up this conversation um, I'm conscious that between the three of us, we could probably spend another several hours talking about this, um, but I think that might be too long for a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so although you never know, may maybe maybe we'll find out, you know, there's a, an untapped market. Um, but I guess as a kind of to, to, to wrap up, to, to summarise, you know, are there, are there certain things that you want to, to to leave people with you know certain thoughts or points i think probably what would be useful is for anyone who's who's there they're an itam manager and they're wondering you know what what should my next step be in engaging with finops or learning more about finops you know what would you recommend to them as their their next step after listening to this podcast Okay, I can take uh, this one. So as an item manager, what I would do is first educate myself a little bit on what Cloud FinOps is. And you have this podcast, obviously, yeah, to give uh, you a general view uh, on that. But also uh, try to feel within your organization, is this living already uh, somewhere, uh, because like we said, sometimes it's only discovered after the facts there is uh, a FinOps uh, team. Then second thing I would do is uh, get that connection with your uh, IT, but also with your business to see how is my organization moving uh, towards the cloud? Uh, what, are the, what are the plans? Do we, which strategy uh, do we have? Do we have a cloud first strategy? For instance, that is an indicator. Yes, we are moving in that direction. And then thirdly is, okay, try to define for yourself what value do I want to bring to my organization out of my role? And then I think the choice that you're going to make will become clear by itself. I think that's, uh, that's indeed a, a good start. Um, a good uh, holistic approach to get uh, to get started. What I would say is just get involved. Uh, get involved as quickly as you can because this is a very interesting area and it's going to evolve. Uh, and a lot of people uh, and expertise and knowledge is going to be needed around cloud FinOps in the time to come. I can I completely agree with, with both of you there. Yeah, I, I think 
get get involved. Go 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 and speak to people. Um, certainly, yeah, you know, if if you if you don't think you have a cloud FinOps team, but you do know that you have a cloud team or a cloud engineering team or a DevOps team, uh, it's probably sensible to to start there and, and go and talk to them. Know, and and see maybe they're exploring FinOps as well. Maybe it's not started already, but I think having that conversation um, and being open-minded and, and willing to learn, but also being able to articulate the value that ITAM can add. So it, it doesn't look like you're just saying, oh, because it's software, I want to do it. Uh, you know, give it to me. I think as long as you can show like an elevator pitch of brilliant, you do this, and this is what we can add on top of it and around it. I think being able to to say that to the FinOps team, to the the executives within your organisation, that will make it much easier to to become involved. Um, uh, and and I think becoming involved is absolutely the right thing to do. Uh, I would be surprised. If in a couple of years, you know, that if there are really any organizations where there isn't a FinOps team. So um, working with them, maybe incorporating it into the ITAM team, um, if that makes sense. But really, yeah, it's the, you know, the, the FinOps train uh, is leaving the station, but there's still time to, to, to get on it. Absolutely. Um, and it's, go, it's going in, in the right direction. So I think on that. On that note, we will um, we will have to leave it there in the interest of time. Um, so so thank you both for 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 joining me today for for your time and for, and for all your insights. Uh, there's loads of great things there. Um, really appreciate you you joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, definitely, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll have uh, another chat uh, in future. Absolutely, yeah. I think that there's plenty more to say. I mean, even right now, but certainly, you know, revisiting this topic every, you know, every, even if it was just once a year or something, it'd be interesting to see all the things we've said now in in March 2023. How many of them, um, you know, are still still right, or what's changed? Um, so, so yeah, I think this this is a topic which we will be still speaking about in in you know several years um so, so yeah so thank you again uh, thank you to everyone who's listening to this uh, i hope you found it interesting and useful and absolutely if you have any questions comments thoughts you know if there are any bits that you disagree with you know that that's perfectly fine please contact us at, at you know uh, at the itam review or, or on linkedin wherever works be great to hear um any questions or thoughts you have as well so please do that um and yeah with that i will let you all um go back to whatever it is that you're doing uh, and have a great rest of your day so once again just uh, thank you to walter and diedrich and i will speak to you again soon <laughs> <laughs>